Hi, Amber. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Hi, Megan, I think. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. No, maybe the demon inhabiting Megan. Can I speak to Megan, demon? No, no, I've got my firm grasp on her by the throat, and I'm never letting her go. Do you need a priest? I mean, I'm yeah, probably. Like two or three. Jeez. You know you know what your voice reminds me of? Mm, what's this? Have you ever been in a video game where you're like going through a dungeon and there's like piles of corpses everywhere and some are like juicy uh-huh. and some are, you know, dried and desiccated and you're Gross, like, yeah, there's yeah. corpses. You're not even really thinking about it anymore because they're not people and they, have, they haven't been people for so long. They're just corpses mm-hmm. at that point. But then one of them like reaches up to you and starts talking to you and you're like, oh, fuck, you're alive and that's upsetting to me. I'm mostly bones now, Amber. Exactly. That's what your voice... Bones and rags. Your voice reminds me of my own mortality, and Mm. it's upsetting. Yeah, it's not a pretty sight, huh? Any hoozles. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Amber, this voice comes for us all. Welcome, demon who is inhabiting my friend Megan, (laughs) to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you. Amber, it's uh, we're getting on to Christmas. Should I sing some holiday carols? No, demon, no, you should not. Jingle bells, oh. jingle bells, jingle all the way. <laughs> You're gonna have to delete that. No, nope. No, if I God. have to suffer through it, so do all of our friends. Great, great. Happy holidays to all of you listeners. Megan has single-handedly ruined them for you. Yes, you will indeed. never be able to hear that song again without thinking about the tortured flesh mm. monster that is Megan's throat right now. Yes, yes, indeed. You're welcome. Season's greetings. Now there's a, a real season? demon behind you. And now there's a real demon. Popcorn has a lot to say. It's 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 just going to be one of those recordings, Amber. We're, we're trying to do this. Like, we took a week off last week because uh, I my voice was, I know this is hard to believe, worse than this it, it was so you know uh and now uh popcorn is being all uppity it's just you know what can we do perfect perfect chaos perfect time to discuss one of my personal favorite movies yay ninja assassin yes indeed ninja assassin now i know you're thinking to yourself oh well 13 assassins was actually a good movie maybe this is also no no, yeah. this is a pure bad movies rock classic. Yeah, 2009's Ninja Assassin, <sighs> starring starring uh uh Rain Amber. Oh, Rain, you gorgeous human being. Yeah, he's a K-pop. Cape started off as a K-pop singer, apparently. Yes, Rain was very very famous in South Korea at the time of the making of this movie, as I think a K-pop star, at the very least a very talented dancer. Uh, the idea was to kind of have this be a launch for more international audiences. The Wachowskis came across him when he was in Speed Racer, which was not a terribly successful movie, but they really liked Rain and liked that like he could pick up choreography really fast. And so they kind of invented this movie for him, more or less. Um... Wasn't that successful? Not not in the way that it should have been. It did not launch Rain's international career. It freaking should have, though, Megan. This movie it should is a beautiful, have. This is, beautiful treasure. This is this is um, 
you know, Amber, we were calling it like back to BMR basic. Mm. Amber? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Just action scenes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like really well choreographed oh, action good. scenes. Yeah. Like it's mostly made of blood, this movie. Oh, so gushy. So gushy, this yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cockamamie story, ridiculous action. Mm-hmm. solid acting and and like stars in this beautiful to look at human beings and set pieces yes. and some laughs some laughs some and some excitement a little chills some chills too mm-hmm. i yes. didn't know ninjas were scary oh they are terrifying amber they're like they're, they're shadows the bigfoot and the boogeyman all at once mm-hmm. do they exist Combined. i don't know but they are fucking terrifying and maybe magic and and probably there's many of them in your room right now. If there are shadows our, in your room, there are ninjas in your room right now. They exist there, yeah. I mm-hmm. hope you didn't piss them off. Yeah, yep. Megan. Amber. Ninja assassin. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to read you some summaries from some famous outlets of Would it mean that procurement? I don't have to talk. It would indeed mean... Thankfully, by the grace of all goodness, that you do not for a moment have to talk until you guess which summary came from which website. Megan, Amazon, IMDb, Uh Metacritic, Mm -hmm. and your dear friend Amber all have summaries of Ninja Assassin for you. You will place which one with which one it came from. Okay. That probably made sense. I will do my best. Yes. It did very much so. I will warn you. Two of them are extremely short, and one of them makes up for it by being insanely long, and then there's one that I feel like is just right. Okay, I wonder which one that is. You'll never guess! A young ninja turns his back on the orphanage that raised him, leading to a confrontation with a fellow ninja from the clan. That's it, I'm done. Okay. Okay. It's, uh, that's kind of accurate. Yeah, it's... Leaves uh, out most of the movie. Most of the movie, but it's got like the the basics of it. There. Those are those are two things that happened. Mm-hmm. It leaves out all of uh, uh, Naomi Harris's stuff, but you know it's cool. Option two: Rizo is taken from the streets as a child and transformed into a trained killer by the Ozunu clan. When his friend is executed by the clan, he breaks free to take revenge. Again, really, just a narrow okay. lens on this movie. Yeah, when we're just we're 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 hitting like the the beginning of it real hard, and and then we're front loading it, and then we're just kind of falling off a cliff. Yeah, we just fall off that cliff. Uh, also, yeah. I did not know he was taken from the streets. Yeah, uh, they, Azuno might have said that. Maybe. Ah, who knows? Now, eh, whatever. This one will fill in all of the blanks for you. Okay. Rizo is one of the deadliest assassins in the world. Taken from the streets as a child, he was transformed into a trained killer by the Uzunu clan, a secret society whose very existence is considered a myth. But haunted by the merciless execution of his friend by the clan, Rizo breaks three from them. Dot, dot, dot. And vanishes. Now, he waits, preparing to exact his revenge. In Berlin, Europol agent Mika Coretti has stumbled upon a money trail linking several political murders to an underground network of untraceable assassins from the Far East. Defying the orders of her superior, Ryan Maslow, Mika digs into top-secret agency files to learn the truth behind the murders. Her investigation makes her a target, and the Ozunu clan sends a team of killers led by the lethal Takeshi to silence her forever. Rizo saves Mika from her attackers, but he knows that the clan will not rest until they are both eliminated, now entangled in a deadly game of cat and mouse through the streets of Berlin. Rizo and Mika must trust one another if they hope to survive. 
And finally bring down the illusion oh. of Zuno clan. <laughs> so did you just read this screenplay? I think I did. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, so that was three. Fourth. In a world where secret orphanages raise ninjas, <laughs> and ninjas are used to assassinate anyone who has... Sorry. <laughs> You're laughing to straight. What little composure I have. Hem, 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 Megan, please. Yes. Please, somebody went to a sorry, lot of trouble sorry. to write this for you. Yes, somebody did, and, and I, I, I want to be professional here. Please, go ahead. <clears throat> In a world where secret or <laughs> sorry, 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 one more time. <laughs> I got this. I got this. We both okay. have this, Megan. We can do okay. this. In a world where secret orphanages raise ninjas, and ninjas are used to assassinate anyone whose enemies have a hundred pounds of gold or an equivalent exchange. Mika, a Europol researcher, uncovers their secret society, drawing their deadly wrath down upon her. Luckily, one of the ninja orphans, Rizo, went super rogue and helps her to hurt them, leading to a final confrontation with the man who raised him. Also, some white guys with guns are there. Megan, tell me! Okay. Who was IMDB, who was Amazon, who was Metacritic, and who was Amber? Okay. Amazon, Metacritic, IMDB, Amber. I don't even remember which order I read them in at this point. <laughs> the super, super short one. It was um, IMDb Amazon. Okay. Metacritic Amber. Okay, I got Amber right. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. Well, I, it's very good. I'm very bad at this. I'm very bad world. at this game. In a world <laughs> where secret orphanages raise ninjas. What gave yep, me yep. away? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get any of those right. So Amazon was the one. It's Amazon and IMDb okay. were both crazy short. Yeah, okay. Amazon was the one where his friend is executed and he breaks free to take revenge. Yeah. IMDb was the one where he has a confrontation with a fellow ninja from a clan. And Metacritic was the screenplay. Was the screenplay. All of it, yeah. It went on for so long. It really did. But it was very it, thorough. It, covered a lot it, it was yeah. very true in what it said it almost i mean i feel like it's trying to shame amazon and imdb with their like they have two sentences yeah and medicare was like you do not do this movie justice so much rich things happen in this there's backstory there's intrigue there's silencing and also mika also exists in this movie there are actually two stars yes, to this by movie. the way and one of them is yeah. mika <laughs> there's, uh -huh. there's another yes. human in this movie megan excellent amber how do the critics feel about this Beautiful film. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes had it at 26 for the critics and 54 for the audience. Huge. 34 for Metacritic critics, 67 for Metacritic users. This is a classic BMR jam. Yes, indeed. Do we agree with the critics? Um, I don't, Amber. I don't. Elaborate on that razor <laughs> voice. Oh, okay. Well, you see, Amber... Um, the, the, I don't know. Like they, they, they take pot shots at the um, violence, which I feel like, you know, you were reading an article that was like it, it's intentional. It's made to be almost cartoonish violent or like blood, I guess. Yes. And like, yep. It, it's it's like you said, everybody's so smushy, squishy, mm. gushy. I believe is the word. Gushy. I've been using. Yes. Um, 
and uh, you know they take shots at the the, the storyline, um, which I think is actually, I mean, it's delightful. Like oh, it's, so good. it's ridiculous. Oh, it's, so ridiculous. it's so fun and dumb. Oh yeah, but it's not fun and dumb in the way that it's pissing me off. Like, why are you doing right. this? None of this makes any sense. None of this makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. do this is kind of how I feel while I watch this movie, and I feel like especially with the character of Mika, who's the kind of fish out of water in the world of ninja assassins. I'm down with what she's choosing to do lately. Like she's, yeah. I, yes. Yeah. I feel like you are keeping a level head in a crazy situation. And I like the choices you're making and the reasons you're making them. And I feel like the outcomes are appropriate. I, yeah. I have watched much more poorly written movies. I very recently watched a much more poorly written movie that had a multi-million dollar budget and amazing star power. Yes. This movie is way better than that one. Yeah, it's way better. And and the choreography is better and oh, interesting. It's so um, good, Megan. It's so good. The action and stunt work is so good. And it's one of those movies where the star does most of it. Right, which is very impressive. Very impressive. And it does, it, it costs for something. I feel like it's not just the insanity of Tom Cruise insisting on doing his own stunts. There is a value to having the actual actor do the physicality of the role. And, and yeah. And the acting itself in this insane movie is good. Yeah. There's some lines that made me laugh. I laughed at this movie out loud with my guffaw chuckles from the diaphragm. Right. Which is weird because, you know, you didn't do that in a Ryan Reynolds movie. If you wanted that one more one more take, Amber, in a Ryan Reynolds movie. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. You're hurting me now. Yeah. Hurting me. Yeah, I, this is not a 34 movie. This is, the the director intentionally had it kind of have an anime aesthetic with, you know, the blood gooshiness. It was supposed to be, I think they, you know, Samurai Champloo, Ninja Scroll kind of, everybody is filled yes. with so much blood and it's very yeah. close to the surface. And you can literally like punch it out of them and it'll just guys Yeah, them. you can, yeah. There, there was an aesthetic here. I'm not saying it is groundbreaking. I'm not saying it's even a good ninja movie necessarily it's its own thing but is it a fun action movie that made me laugh that had a good enough story that had lovely set pieces and some beautiful people running around doing crazy stuff yes it did give me more of this i would have watched six of these mm-hmm. well brent mcknight says the film has all the elements i want out of a ninja movie which is basically a crap load of ninjas mm-hmm. and an excessive amount of ninja fights oh yes in this incarnation apparently every time a ninja does pretty much anything mm-hmm. blood explodes oh blood explodes yeah pretty literally yeah. anything like oh yes. he's he got thrown into a wall oh blood explosion oh so much oh he got hit with a shuriken blood explosion you mean the bullet-like sounding shuriken? They, they freaking people got so mad about the sound effects for the weapons. So it's, it's stylized it's and insane. It's it's freaking amusing. I, so ninjas are supposed to be silent. So why are the shurikens so loud? Because it's funny. Wait, what? It's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. Why are there eight hundred of them slicing into people? Who knows? Because CGI, brothers and sisters, yes. CGI. I. Yeah. This movie was an enjoyable joy. And people also got mad at how dark the action was. At no point did I feel yes. like it was too dark for me to enjoy. Agreed. The point was that we're dealing with shadow battles of people yes. who disappear into the darkness. They 
It's supposed to be like that. It added, I feel like it added exactly what it was intended to add. It was kind of harrowing at times to have. Right. Yeah, there was there was actually kind of a, a jump scare sensibility to, oh, they're in the darkness, they're all around you, they're crawling out of the woodwork, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It, there's a little right. bit of a horror movie sensibility to, like, the ninjas themselves are made to be superhuman and unstoppable, unkillable killing machines. Yeah, if there was lots of light in this movie, the ninjas couldn't have gone and got them. No. Because the ninjas are in the shadows. They're in the shadows. <laughs> exactly. According to my friend Megan. <laughs> oh boy. So no critics. No. Most no of critics. you did not get this right. Some of you did. Some of you found the joy in it. There was an NPR article that Metacritic didn't even bother tabulating. Oh man. But I feel like got this exactly right. The end of it basically just says, in essence, it's not amazing. I'm not even saying it's special, but it's doing what it's supposed to do well. And I guess it came out during the holidays. It was like around Thanksgiving. It was like, and it cuts right through that bullshit. You don't want to yeah. watch a sentimental holiday movie? Great. Go see Ninja Assassin. You'll have fun. Awesome. Thank you, NPR. I'm sorry Metacritic didn't bother to read your perfectly tailored review. All right. Screw you, critics. You don't understand good things. Amber, I feel like we got to learn a lot in this movie. So many things. I learned... Mm-hmm. Basic survival rules. Okay. For surviving ninjas. Okay. And I mean, go ahead. Let's be upfront about the fact that the comparison between actual cultural historica, historical ninja culture uh, from Japan in this movie, no. No. There, yeah, there's no, no. connection there. No. This, is, this is ninja assassin ninjas. So what I learned yeah. from ninja assassin was how to survive ninja assassin ninjas when on the run yes. from a super secret organization that is an orphanage that raises ninjas I, I don't know how to be more clear yeah i mean you've yeah it's the yeah megan ninja yes, survival Amber. guide mm-hmm. things you need to know about ninjas one we've already touched on this shadows they're everywhere shadows are everywhere if there are shadows there are probably eight to ten ninjas inside those shadows Yes. Look in the corner of your room. There are 30 ninjas right there. Yeah. And not on the floor either. They can stick to walls. Mm-hmm. It's probably up in the top corner of your room. There's like six of them there. Yeah. Look up and then look up higher because they're right above you. If the lights go out, you are surrounded by ninjas. Yes. It's kind of like um, uh, uh, lights out. There, there's always ninjas coming for you, Amber. So and they true. turn off the lights so that they can come harder. Yes, they do. Megan, mm, guns. Freezing. How yes. useful are guns? Uh, zero useful. Zero useful. Mm, do, practically zero Do the useful. ninjas themselves use guns? No. Bladed weapons only, yes. Only blades, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they use gun-like sounding shurikens, but, you know... We covered that already. Yes, the throwing stars themselves were often used like bullets. They were enormous, and they could tear through you. Yes. Like you were paper. <laughs> and they were, well, they were still shurikens. They can go right through paper, is what I'm saying. Yeah. If paper was gushy and filled with so much blood. All the blood. So much of all the blood. Yeah. Okay, so guns, useless. Mm-hmm. What about running from them? What are, what are important things to know about running from ninjas? That there are a lot of them following you all the time. Very much so. Very much so. If you get in a car and drive away, are they still following you? 
Uh, for a little while, at least. Okay, and how are they tracking you? Um, well, Amber, they, uh, they can smell you. I'm sorry, they, um, they can smell me? Yeah, not like dogs, Amber. Oh! Like wolves. Okay, well that is, I mean, it gets more upsetting than being chased by dogs, I suppose. Wolves are a little more wolfy. Yeah, so you literally need to change the clothes you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Take a shower, but not with soap. Why not with soap? What is, why would soap change change the metrics? Never mind. Okay, so not with soap. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, buy new clothes. Of course, yeah. You wouldn't want to wear the old clothes that stank like you. Yeah, and Amber, do you smoke? I don't, no. Oh, then you need to take up smoking. <laughs> okay, because then I'll smell like a smoker and therefore not like mm-hmm. myself. Exactly, you got it. So I'm literally being tracked by scent through a highway? Like, I got in a car and I drove away. They can still smell me? Amber, I don't write these rules. That's fair. No, that's fair. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Okay, so they track by scent. I need cigarettes, new clothes, and shower with no soap. Right. Excellent. And then they, well, they'll still find me. Oh, they'll still find you. It'll just take a little longer. A little bit longer. You got a little more time that way. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, If I wanted to hire... Some ninja assassins. Uh, what's the going rate? Uh, you need a hundred pounds of gold or the equivalent. Okay. In your money system, it's very yeah. specific. That's a lot of money, though. Yep. That's it's a lot of money. I think it worked out to be like one and a half million dollars or something. Jeez. Yeah. It's not like anybody can hire these people. Well, I mean, if you have the money, you can hire them. I think it's a one point five million dollar bullet, essentially. Yeah, exactly. But I guess they get the job done. Oh, yeah, they do. And nobody knows about it. Well, apparently not. You know, they're a shadowy organization, and and only just now are people um, like Naomi Harris, who plays Mika, and what's the boss's name? Maslow? Maslow, a Europol... Because Europol superior, you know, Europol. Good old Europol. It's like Interpol, but not. But we can use it in our movie. We can use it in our movie. So this is set in Berlin. Mika is a Europol agent who is yes. researcher. She's a she's a researcher, and in yeah. in her research, she has come across well, Megan ninjas. Yes. How does her boss feel about this? Um, he he believes her. Eventually. Um, and then he wants to meet about it a whole bunch. Secretly. Like all the time. Like all the time. Even yeah, even though secret- they realize they're being watched, they continue to meet about it. Yeah, they meet secretly in their usual spot, you know. You know how when you meet secretly, you go to the same spot to secretly meet every time? So you know you're being watched. You know mm-hmm. that most likely uh, whoever is aware of these clandestine secret organizations, they have the juice to really screw with you. So you continue to meet in the usual spot on company time with the person yeah. that they know you. Okay, cool. So they're real bad at being clandestine is what they're I'm learning. They're just not good at it even a little bit. Fantastic. Megan. Mm. So Mika's poking her nose where it does not belong. She is. Oh, dear. That's not good to know. No. How is she no. going to survive this onslaught of ninjas? How do we, first, how yes. do we know how deadly the threat is to her? Why, why are we so scared of these shadowy figures? Have we seen them work before? Yes, Amber, the, the movie opens with um, 
just the most angry tattoo artist I've ever seen tattooing. Yeah, he does seem really mad at that guy's skin. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, he's doing uh, like a, a form of uh, traditional um, uh, tattooing where he's kind of using, um, you know, um, the little stick in, and um, hammer to push the ink in. Um, but he, he sure is mad about it. He seems like he wants to hurt the guy. It does seem particularly aggressive, which I suppose explains why his canvas turns on him very angrily. Right, right. But then, but then, uh, this this canvas man gets a letter, and uh, the letter is filled with black sand, Amber. <gasps> well, that's just that, that's just black sand. I mean, everybody there must be really confused. Like, oh, it's just an envelope filled with black sand. Except for the tattoo artist, <gasps> who's somehow faced this before. Which what? He needs to hang with some better people. Apparently, this does seem to be like making poor life choices repeatedly. Yes, I mean. He is tattooing a Yakuza crime boss. He is, yeah, that's true. Uh, but as soon as... It is amusing to me that, like, they send the black sand, you know, about a minute before they're going to shut off the lights and murder everybody in there. Indeed. There is something particularly amusing about a calling card that exists solely for the people they're about to murder a minute before they're about to be murdered, and they leave no survivors. So mm -hmm. it was just pure happenstance that the ta tattoo artist happened to have seen this happen before, be because essentially he saw someone get black sand, and then they came. And he won't even say what they are. They came. No, and they oh. murdered everyone. And the only reason he didn't die... Oh, how because he was stabbed where his heart should have been. But where was his heart? Other side of his chest, girl. What? What? So the ninjas should have killed him. There should have been no survivors. It is just pure happenstance that this is the one guy potentially in the world who knows how they operate, what that calling card means, and what's about to happen. Yeah. And, oh, and they, they murder the heck out of him this time, so he, he does not get to tell this story twice. No one else is going to be telling this story. This scene is particularly gory. It's, it, you do not see it coming. It is it's, so sudden. It, it's a little rough. And, and I'll tell you, folks, that the, this opening scene made me think, huh, is this, is this the movie for me? Is this the movie that I'm in the mood for? I am not sure about this. That hurts my heart a little bit. Did you get past that I, hump? I did. And here's the thing. Um, Amber, I think you, you you asked me a question sometime in the middle or sometime in the in the beginning of the movie where you, you were asking, um, you know, what makes a decapitation? Oh, yeah. No, it's important to ask that question. If someone's head is mostly removed, say, yeah. you know, top part of the mouth. Uh, yeah is removed. Yeah. Is that a decapitation? Because you still kind of have part of the head there, like chin, lower jaw. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about this before. I absolutely feel like we've had this conversation. Yeah. I, I, we may not have reached a conclusion, and maybe that's why I'm curious again. Still wondering. Having seen another, I would say, partial decapitation. You're right, yeah. I feel like it was during... Um, uh, what, Witch Hunters? What's the one? Uh, uh, oh, Hansel and Gretel. Witch Hunters? Yeah. Yep. That's Somehow. a very good chance. I'm not... Anyway. Oh, um, but that was when his head is exploded. 
Oh, okay. Like the ogre smashes Peter Stormare's head and it explodes. Does that count as a decapitation? I think we determined that it does. The the cap is... Yeah. The capitate is... is, It has been capitated. Deed. Right, yeah. But this is... Yeah. There's part of it is still there. Yeah. I think that specifically was where I was like, oh, that's kind of... That's... There's something in it that like... just got me in, in my gut like you know that pain spot amber mm-hmm. in your gut where if you like put your fingers in and it's like makes you feel all that pain it just felt like that just a little bit i mean you're talking about classic ninja assassin pain training right now yes well i am you're yeah. referencing the movie uh, yeah so clever that was in the movie That's so clever megan yeah this scene is uh aggressively and suddenly very gory yeah, but but I also think that like uh, uh, you do kind of realize very much so that this is uh, that, that it's a very like overly Quentin Tarantino type bloodbath kind of thing. It is highly stylized with the intent yep. of being able to make you okay with the endless slaughter of human people yeah, as yep. they are butchered into pieces. Yes, very, yeah, very, you can see it. It happens many times. There's, in the beginning, I mean, the first thing that happens in this opening scene of violence is the partial decapitation. And then mm-hmm. at some point, somebody is pulled into the dark rafters and you just hear like slicing noises and then just pieces and blood rain down. It is a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Just That's a gore fest horror movie. I think kind of well done. Yeah. Oh, it's upsetting. That's like upsetting. Yeah. It's it's creepy and it it sets the stakes for oh shit, Mika, stop looking into these yeah, people. Yeah, stop looking you at these people. You don't understand. Yeah. You don't understand, girl. It's about they're very scary. I think they yeah. might be magic. Because like you don't see them Mm-mm. in the beginning that beginning scene until the very last moment and like the dude like steps out of the like literally steps out of the shadows. Mm-hmm. He chooses to be seen. He's like a shadow monster that just made form of itself. Mm-hmm. Like the shadows coalesced into a man of maybe flesh. I don't know. Hard to say. Oh, so when Mika starts looking into it and the heat starts coming down, you get afraid for her. Yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, mm. Rizo, Megan. Rizo. Rain, who plays Rizo. He's just living his life. He's, yeah. He's doing his laundry. Killing assassins. Look, Looking at the street and, and remembering memories. There's a lot of reminiscing in between laundromat knife fights. He, he's training. He's waiting. He's preparing. He's thinking about his past, his training to be a ninja as a child, which is just systematic, intentional abuse for this to, to, to weed out weakness. To train your body not to bleed when you don't want it to, and to also not have cuts when you don't like it, (laughs) and to also just beat the shit out of your fellow brothers and sisters at the orphanage Uh, of ninja training. Yeah. It is a lot of reminiscing. He is often reminded of these things, and I guess must stare off into space for minutes at a time while he remembers. There's some long ones that you're like, are you just still standing on the side of the street there? Yeah. Memories. No, Megan. No. Light the stop. You need to stop. My mind. Demon that has possessed my friend Megan, you need Misty to stop. Water Get thee behind memories. me. The power of Amber compels you. 
Oh, boy. So ninja training. Brutal. Yes. Done to children. Oh, yeah. Like, like 12-year-olds. Oh, yeah. Maybe younger. Maybe younger. They're tiny, tiny children. We see Rizo being trained to be the lethal assassin that he is today. Mm-hmm. The, just the living weapon. Yes. But how do we get these two crazy kids together? Former assassin Rizo and current about-to-be-assassinated Mika. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm not actually sure. Did they explain how, I mean, they they show Rizo getting a picture of Mika. Essentially, Rizo decides to go and save Mika from being murdered by um, the, the ninja assassins because he wants to defeat... Um, Izunu. Yeah, he's t- he's taken out their organization one by one. The at least right. the Izunu clan. We learned there are nine clans. We're not yeah. worried about the nine yeah. clans. We're just worried about the Black Sand clan, the Izunu clan. Yeah, we're gonna start here. Yeah, which happens to be Rizo's former clan. Uh, we learned through the series of flashbacks why he defected. He it, yeah. through his training, there was a fellow ninja in training who just would not be beaten down by the system. Yeah, she was, she was fucking awesome. She was fucking awesome. We'll, we'll talk about the women in this movie. Uh, they're yes. pretty great. Uh, yeah. But, it, it you know, she inspires him. But then she, is, she tries to escape. He does not go with her. She is murdered in front of him. He continues on with his training. And then when he does his kind of graduation job, which is yep. a rough job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's sent in by Ozunu, you know, the, the clan leader. To assassinate a very large guy with a tiny mm-hmm. little blade. And it's rough. It's, it, he does not go down easy, Megan. No. They destroy no, a bathroom. No, not gentle. Yeah. No, There's yeah. blood everywhere. Yeah. But he is successful. And so on a rainy rooftop, he is presented with his final challenge. To murder a defector. Just like his, yep. his friend Kiriko in the beginning when she was, she tried to escape and she was murdered. Because she ran away, it is his job now to murder another woman who tried to run away. Yes. He refuses. He decides to attack Lord Ozunu and take on, I don't know, what are there, like 20 uh, uh, ninja assassins there, on the roof? There are there with a goodly him? number of graduated yeah. assassins on that roof that he carves his way through before he is uh, brought down by just so many shuriken cutting into his body. And then he falls off yeah. a building, luckily, into some water and miraculously survives to uh, show right. up later to help Mika. Don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry about that. We just cut away from that and assume that they didn't <sighs> go down and get him because... I mean, he was really filled with shuriken. Yeah, I, I'm sure the ninja assassins never double check and finish the job. No, they're not. They're not known for being thorough. Yeah, yeah, especially for like one of um, their own part. One of their own that can maybe self heal. I don't want you to bleed, body. Stop it. Stop it. Also, this He's gaping so wound. Right Could you please close? Mm-hmm. Magic. Well, luckily he did survive, and he does mm-hmm. not like the Azunu clan. And. uh... No. <laughs> Mika learns through her boss Maslow that they're they're coming for her, so it's time to cheese it. All the power has gone out in the block when she comes home. So she goes inside anyway, I guess to get yeah. her stuff. I kind of understand it, but it's dark in there, girl. There have to be like 16 ninjas in there waiting for you. I guess she hasn't learned that truth yet. Yeah. Luckily, one of the ninjas there is Rizo. There's, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. There's two ninjas in there waiting for her. Exactly. One of them is Rizo. One of them is Rizo, and he saves her and offers to help her survive 
the coming ninja massacre. Yep. Let's talk about the women in this movie, Megan, because I feel like Mika, as soon as she meets Rizo, does an amazing job. Yes. I mean, first, you know, you have Naomi Harris playing Mika, so that's an A-plus right there on casting. Second, so she's a researcher. She's essentially describes herself as a glorified librarian. And she is faced with a martial threat. So when Rizo saves her, and she picks up the gun that she dropped, which has been wholly ineffective in this fight, he, yes. he, he explains to her how guns are useless. Yep. And you're thinking that. You're like, well, that gun did you no good. Like, you, you clearly can't shoot a ninja. It, it doesn't, like, that's rule number three, I think we went over. Guns right. are useless. Yes. yes. Her response is so practical and self-aware that I instantly am totally on board with whatever choices she makes for the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Her response, I believe, is something along the lines of, look, buddy, it's all I have. I've taken yeah. like two Taibo classes, so I don't have a whole lot of options. I'm going to hold on to this gun. I've got nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Oh. What? Yeah, I mean, it's better than nothing. Exactly. Like it's it's yeah. better than nothing. And, you know, from there on, as she's sort of betrayed by her boss, but then not betrayed by her boss. It's a whole, there's there's shenanigans yeah, that get, happening. that gets weirdly complicated for no good reason. It, yeah. it does seem pretty, pretty pointless because everyone dies at that site anyway. Mm -hmm. But it, I guess it gives us a reason to have more evidence that guns are useless against ninjas. Right. Because... Mika and Rizo escape the assassin sent to her apartment, do the whole take a shower with no soap cigarette routine. Yep. Then go to beat her boss, Maslow, who has double-crossed them so that Rizo gets captured by a government agency, which is really just a cover to then send ninjas to kill him and anyone else in the building. Yeah. It goes, it's, it's, but it gives Mika a chance to save him. Yes, it does. They have, um, it is kind of amusing because they have like 13 floodlights uh, trained on yes. Rizzo. As he's like chained because, and strapped and cannot move. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No shadows for you, mister. No shadows. We know about the shadows, mister. Yep. You don't get any because you'll just disappear. Yep. And he looks so, Rain does such a good job. Just looking like a superhuman superhero, no matter the circumstances. Just cool, calm, collected, kind of in control of the situation. Despite his, like, he knows the ninjas are coming. There's like, fuck all he can do. He keeps telling Mika, yeah. like, you should just leave. They're already here. Yep. But he doesn't look perturbed about it. No, he just knows it's true. He just knows it's true. But then as soon as she comes in to like free him and also has his weapon, he's just like, oh, I like you. Yeah. You're good. Let's kill some folks yeah. together. <laughs> but but then what? As she's kind of struggling with the keys, Amber. And uh, what does he say to her? <laughs> that is actually great. As as the ninjas are, you know, in other parts of the facility, just tearing through these guys with guns. There's screams. Oh, they have there's no pushing. Chance. There's the bullet sounds yeah, of are, shuriken. It's yeah. not good. These are supposedly military folks that like have these huge guns. They're useless. Just decimated oh it's, it's terrible it's terrible so they're, they're working their way to get to to rizo and she's you know working on the cuffs and he's just standing there pretty calm but he can see one of the ninjas like ghosting into the room and he just kind of looks down and is like mika i don't want to sound critical but <laughs> uh-huh 
<laughs> Can we move this along? Just to hurry this up a little bit. It's yeah. just such a I calm as anything. Calm yeah. as anything. There there are multiple instances where Ryza was kind of big times her a little bit, but in such such a nice way, you know? Yeah. It's it's she's out of her depth. She's running from moment to moment. He's kind of in control of the situation and trained specifically for it. So there's just like moments where she's kinda like, okay. I mean, I get that you're okay. You do keep doing yeah, what you're doing. Yeah. I don't want to criticize yeah. you. This is you didn't spend yeah. your entire childhood being trained to do these things. Doing I get this, it. Yeah. I get it. It's fine. Yeah. So so non-judgmental. Yeah, yeah, he never says I told you so, which is not which once. Is, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah, it gives us a chance for another yeah. uh, terrible, gory showdown with guns and darkness. Uh, but Mika saves him. Mm-hmm. Uh, smacks down her boss, who she learns is actually on her side, but also wholly out of his depth and and we'll talk about him and then she manages to escape the facility on her own uh because what we learn is that mercedes are very good at surviving dozens of shuriken yeah yeah how many how many shuriken can your cart take amber not that many by Mercedes yeah. is what this By this Mercedes. was an excellent Mercedes commercial if you ever find yourself in a world where people are just throwing shuriken at you. Yeah, yeah. There was like, I don't know, forty in the hood of the car and that car still went. Kept going. Kept yep. it. She saw it. Yeah. It had it had swords coming through the, mm-hmm. the car roof and mm-hmm. shot the dude in the foot and got away. It was actually pretty creepy. As she's like sitting in the car yeah, waiting for Rizo to show up and just suddenly there's just Blades coming through shadows the windows, blades, shadows yeah. like swooping around, and then shuriken coming out of nowhere. And she does shoot one in the foot. Yeah, that guy shouldn't have been standing on the roof. Guns yeah. can work. Yeah, yeah. It's. I feel like she comes off as pretty competent. Yeah, uh, and she's not the only woman in the movie. Mm-hmm. We've we've mentioned uh, the the friend who inspired him to eventually defect. Yes. Uh, the the character's name is Kiriko. Yep. And and she's amazing. Like, she's living in this, like, um, orphanage assassin area where they are pitted against each other. They're encouraged not to eat because their body doesn't need it. And they should train their body to not need things. And pain is nothing. And you just need to work harder to not feel pain. So here's some more pain so you learn to not feel it. Mm-hmm. And also beat up this, you know person i'm telling you is your brother and sister and then if they fail it's you have to cut them because lessons are learned by cutting people in their faces yeah yeah and she's untouched by it you know you see rizo going through it and being molded into the weapon that they want him to be and and trying to like kill whatever embers of humanity exist within him and meanwhile fucking kiriko is like oh they slashed up your feet i got some medicine for that you don't need to suffer like, oh, they are trying to tell you you don't have a heart. Well, I'm going to like put my ear to your chest and be like, well, your heart just said hello to me. And now mine's yeah. saying hello to you. How do you have yep. whimsy right now, girl? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How have they not beaten that out of you? And also, you know, bonsai is a part of ninja training. And he, yes. you know, Raizo sees Kiriko, you know, snipping one of the guiding wires. He's like, oh, you're, you'll get in trouble if you do that. She's like, you know what? The tree's heart knows how the tree should grow. It's not on me to tell it what to do. She is just unfazed by this. She is strength on strength. She will not be traumatized and abused into not being a whimsical, good-hearted human person. 
Yeah, it's, it's very impressive. They cannot beat her humanity out of her. She is stronger than that shit. Yep. And it gets to this point where, you know, she's just won a duel with one of her fellow siblings and she is told, like, cut his face. That's what you have to do. She refuses. Fucking yes. Master Ozunu himself tells her to do it. She's like, no. So he grabs the blade and slashes her face and then she winds up in the box. Yeah, and the box is just like so like you just it's like a reed box that you just you just have to stand in. Mm-hmm. There's no sitting. No you sitting. just stand. No water. No water except for if someone comes and brings you water in a straw from his mouth to hers, it's the which most is really the most efficient water delivery yeah, way system. To do that. Absolutely. Yes. And she as she's being punished, dehydrated, starving, standing in this box, slash on her face, like she's failed essentially in her training. He's like, "Why did you do it? I told you not to. You're, this is this bad thing is happening to you. Like, why are you in there?" And her response is so fucking baller. So good. Are you asking why I'm in here or why you're out there? Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit, she's basically saying, I'm stronger than you. Why didn't you refuse Why the didn't way I you did? Do anything, yeah. Holy shit, Kiriko. Fuck me. You're the ballest one there. Everybody else is just yep. succumbing. Holy shit. And then she makes an escape attempt and it fails miserably and she dies and he watches her die. But he carries yes. that straight the idea of that strength inside yes. of him when he makes his, his final moment of refusal to kill another defector right yeah exactly her like his strength is her like it's literally i mean it is came from her it's one of those you know crappy situations where the death of a woman is is kind of as a motivating but it's it's not her death so much that motivates him it's the way she chose to live that motivates him yes and then you have mika on top of that being pretty damn competent in the face of all of this insanity Ooh, ooh, and when she first like so when they're they when she leaves her apartment after the first attack, and she's panicking. And Naomi Harris plays this so well, because you can feel just, she is panicking. She's about to lose her shit. Everything's going fucking tits up. Shadow monsters came to kill her, and now here's this gorgeous man sitting next to her, calm as fuck, telling her, well, you know, they can smell you. Mm-hmm. So she's okay, I need to grasp what's going on. The way I calm myself down is, well, I'm a researcher, so I'm going to work the problem. So it gives you the chance to kind of, the film gives you the exposition of her putting the pieces of the story together. But it also is a, a device for the character to calm down and regain control after her reality is imploded. I feel like that's pretty cleverly done. Yeah, it really is. It's just, I, all those little touches. Yeah, and she plays it really well. And yeah, so, yeah. So so women are basically the superior humans in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And the two the two the two defectors are both women. Yes, that's true because it's so, the, the the person he's asked to kill on that rooftop is another woman. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's good stuff. It is. Let's talk about men. Let's talk about one man in particular. Oh god. Yeah. Maslow. Maslow. He's not a- played by Ben Miles. It's not a bad guy. He's just... He's just bad at his job. He seems bad at his job. He seems wholly unnecessary and ineffectual in this world of ninjas, and yet constantly is interjecting himself into the situation as though he is somehow useful. 
Yeah. And he doesn't die. I feel like he should die. Yeah. Not because I don't like him and and because I I wish death upon him. Just his character was so out of place in this world. Right. And so incompetent in the rules by which it is lived. That didn't make any sense. But you know what I'm saying. He knew yeah. fuck all about ninjas and assassinating. Yeah, he, he happened into living and, and essentially, like, in some ways got to be the hero of the story when he double-crossed her, but maybe didn't, but then, like, definitely set up, a, like, a death box for everybody who was who was there, and it was just like... He was out of his depth, but also on her side, so it, it sort of... And then he gives her that tracking device, which lets her do something super cool. Right. But he kind of winds up sort of being the cavalry. The, the fact that he lives, I feel like, tells a terrible story of kind of an overconfident white guy in a position of power sort of stumbling into survival and, you know, beating the bad guy when in reality right. he was sort of just also there while the women and the the other people got things done. Yeah. I, that's just I yeah no it's it's very true I don't get why this guy's here I don't I don't get this character yeah, yeah and he 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 does not um clandestine well no he's terrible at it he's of course like they were caught shit what was that movie where they went on the boat and they all died where they went on the boat and they all died yeah the perfect storm no no I mean, no that's one of them the titanic um, i mean that's another one <laughs> give me something else to work with here no 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 it was they were uh, it was this guy and he was he was really bad at being collect, uh, uh clandestine and the the good dude met with him and uh they were sitting at a table oh you're you're then, talking about kiss of the dragon yeah kiss of the dragon <laughs> Yay! Here, here, let's get on this boat that I bought tickets for, even though I know I'm under surveillance. Now slide (laughs) me the only piece of evidence that you didn't kill that... Yep, yep. Yeah. Yes, he's about as good at being clandestine as as that guy was. Yeah. That's fair. Thank you. Yeah, I... I, uh, Yeah, that character. That character, Megan. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, yeah, it, he's, he was just too bad. So I like the fight scenes. Yes. I think they're very good. I think they're well choreographed. I think they're they're insane. I think uh, the, Rizo's main weapon, which is a blade on a chain, was mm-hmm. wholly invented for this movie. It did not exist. That's very, very cool. Uh, so they, they also had to develop a fighting style for it and mm-hmm. train Rain, the actor, how to use it, which, of course, he did. He did most of his stunts. Um most of his fight scenes he flipped off of cars like dude crushed it yeah it's amazing and all of this coolness leads to the final showdown at the uh ninja training facility slash orphanage where he confronts ozunu ozunu by the way is played by shokosugi who is really really famous for being in like all of these ninja movies in the 80s yeah, and he's also a fight coordinator, and yeah, he's, he's just really awesome. Yeah. Kind of the perfect guy to run a ninja orphanage. Yes, indeed. And and so they um they caught up with Mika and um, Raizo, and then they the ninja assassins took Raizo alive back to the orphanage because they wanted uh, Zunu to have the chance to kill him. Oh boy! But but Amber, 
they 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 they're able to bring you said that you know um ryan maslow was able to to bring the the calvary he was how how on earth were they able to find a orphanage assassin place in the middle of the uh, mountains in who knows where oh my god i'm 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 delighted you asked there when maslow gives mika this tiny tracking device you're thinking you are fucking useless. She has Rizo. Yeah. She doesn't need you. She needs Rizo. Yes. You were useless. Did yeah. we not just demonstrate how useless you were when the ninjas carved through your entire paramilitary secret black site facility in seconds? Right. You're useless. But yes. escaping so. from the facility and, you know, despite the Mercedes of, of the many throwing stars, Rizo's pretty hurt and he's got to do his healing yes. thing. He needs some sleep. He needs some rest. And she's like, ah, they're going to find us before you do that. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to let the ninjas take you. She is banking on the fact that they're going to take him back. I don't know how Mm. logical that is. They seem to just be intending to kill him. It seemed to be sort of a split second decision as all the, you know, ninjas are climbing into the room whispering, ah, we should kill him. Traitor, blood, murder, kill him. They whisper a lot when they're in the shadows. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they sort of deliberate amongst themselves and then decide. So she's, she's plans some intense gambling with his life yes but i guess what else was she gonna do no, she very can't true. fight them no like, she super can't no and and she yeah. knows neither can fucking maslow so right. she oh yeah she doesn't act so she activates so she she has a conversation with his unconscious body saying i'm really sorry about doing this i don't know what else to do and she activates the tracker and then you see her hiding outside of the hotel room and watching the ninjas climb in the window and just in case you're wondering, you know, for, for the sake of, you know, continuity and logic in this world, she did shower without soap, change her clothes, and smoke a cigarette before she hid in the she bushes. Did. So they can't smell yeah. her, everybody. Okay? Yeah, yeah, don't exactly. be dicks. Come on. Don't be dicks. Yeah. She did all the don't be smelled by the ninjas things. Yes. <sighs> I hate that I had to say that to you. Mika's smart. So you're thinking, okay, why did she hit the button just to call Maslow in if he's going to be useless? Oh, Megan, she didn't call Maslow in to save them from them. There she called Maslow in so they could track the tracker to the secret training facility and cut the head off of that dragon, Megan. Yeah. You know, it's not a snake because it's bigger and scarier than a snake. That's why I said dragon. I could also have said like crocodile, I guess, because that's bigger and scarier than a snake. Yeah, true. What about an anaconda? We could go down with Anaconda, yeah, because it's the biggest snake. Do you want me to sing Anaconda now? I really don't. So she is clever as hell, and she shoved that tracker in deep. Yep, yep. We know this because Ozunu decides to torture Rizo a little bit before murdering him, and you, you, you mentioned the pain spot earlier. Yes. There is a special spot that Ozunu likes to shove most of his hand inside of somebody's torso to show them what real pain is. And he does that like three times to Rizo before yeah. Rizo coughs up the tracker. Yeah, yep. With some blood and I'd assume organs. Yeah, yep. And yeah. Uh, that's how we know how smart Mika, Mika is. And mm-hmm. that even Maslow can learn because Megan. Yeah, yeah. We've been a little bit misleading in our, our ninja rules. Guns are useless. yes. Unless you have floodlights. Unless you can see... you you got to take the shadows away from the ninjas, Amber. If you take away their, their like, shadow blending kind of thing that they do, then you can shoot guns at them, and it works. It works. It works pretty well. They will still yeah. kill you, but it, it oh, levels yeah, yeah, the yeah, playing yeah. field. 
Yeah, it, it, well, levels is probably a little over over optimistic, but it it, it closes the playing field. Yeah, exactly. You can see the playing field before you couldn't see the playing field or any of the shadow monsters that were dwelling within it. Yeah, exactly. So they bring lots and lots of lights and helicopters and uh, rocket yeah. launchers and rocket launchers. Clever, Megan. The rocket launchers. Uh, why? Why not just shoot the temple full of? Not, I guess it's not a temple. Why not just shoot the orphanage full of rocket launchers from the outside? Why do they wander in where there are? Why shadows? would they? I mean, I mean, I know for the movie to happen, but like, it seems like why would they even try to save um, Rizo because he's probably dead or being tortured? They should just drop like a nuke on the entire mountain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or stand it's outside and take pot shots yeah. with the rocket launchers. Never go yeah. in that building. No, why would you? Fools. Fools, Megan. They do. Oh, well. It's okay. But floodlights plus guns equals uh, a safer battle for the gunmen. And it gives Raizo a chance to take out Takeshi, who we have not mentioned yet. Yeah. Takeshi is sort of his rival. He's the one who wound up killing Kiriko. He... You know, think of him as so. Rizo was was the was the promising one. He was the one that right. Ozuna was like, "I loved you like a real son. You were going to take over for me. You were great." Meanwhile, Takeshi, played by Rick Yoon, he was like a good attack dog. You know, he was loyal. Yeah, he was angry. Loyal. He was vicious. He, yeah, pe- yeah, yep. He just wasn't as good as Rizo. So there's like a, a rivalry there. So we get to watch Rizo kill Takeshi, which is satisfying yeah. because Takeshi totally killed Kiriko and enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. And mentions it, like, at the end. Mm-hmm. Because he's a dick. Because he's a real dick, Megan. He does not die pretty. They, uh, sort of... Rizo sort of takes off his fingers and, uh, sort of then stabs him through both hands and then shoves that whole assembly of blade and hand into his own neck. It's real gross. Yeah, yeah, he kind of stabs his own self. Stabs himself of. a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, anyway. But that's not the real showdown. We're we're looking no. for the Rizo Ozunu showdown. Yeah. And it's tense. There's a lot of it is. there's fire, there's blood, sparks, artistry, embers. embers. It's beautiful. Rizo's beaten, bloody, shirtless. He's shirtless a lot in this most movie. Most of the movie. He is yeah. shirtless most of the movie. And I I think Ozuna's gonna win. You know, he can use the shadows in a way that, that it seems like Rizo cannot. Yep. Yep. Uh, he he's just he seems outmatched. Yeah, but don't worry, Mika's there. Mika. Mika sees this happening, <gasps> and so runs in with her gun. Ooh, and shoots him. Oh, dip. She actually shoots him. Yeah, just she as, does. Just as he's about to kill Rizo. Yeah. She totally saved Rizo's life. It just she did. It, uh, by the way, the the guns are still ineffective against. They're pretty ineffective. I mean, she basically distracts him. She distracts him with bullets, yeah, yeah. He still then disappears into the shadow and totally stabs her through the the um, chest where the heart should be. Yep. Yeah. But, Mm. much like Kiriko, eventually, her death galvanizes Raizo to rise to greater heights as a ninja assassin and murder the shit out of Ozunu. Yep, yep. In a, in a weird way, once he gets him on his knees, he stabs him in the shoulder and sort of rips his sword out through his back. It's yeah. very graphic. It kind of clefts him in twain, in a Kinda. way. Sort of. Yeah. It's, um, it's fine. It's good. 
yeah, climactic. You, know, you want something big, yeah. yeah. He uses the shadows in a way. He's yeah, zipping around he finally, with magic powers. Yeah. But then Amber, he 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 hears another heartbeat <gasps> after. Maybe maybe Mika's not dead. <gasps> Wait, we learned in the beginning of the movie that sometimes people have special hearts that are on the other side of their bodies. Oh my what? gosh. Full circle. Yeah. She's got dextrocardia. That's amazing. Yeah. That's am- so she's alive. And she saved his life. Yep. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is, isn't it? There is Oh, so some of the lines are good. And we we've talked about it. Some of them are funny. But there is a good moment in his showdown with Azuno. Because, you know, Rizo is was an orphan. He was taken in by this person who calls everybody, you know, his sons and daughters. They're all brothers and sisters. It's a twisted family. And Ozuna is all about Rizo's, you know, betrayal. You betrayed the family. And Rizo's finally just like, motherfucker, this is not my family. You are not my father. And the breath I take after killing you will be the first breath of my life. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good dig. It's pretty good dig. And, you know, after he kills Uzunu and the flames have died down, he puts on a shirt. He uh, cuts a bonsai tree free, climbs the wall that Kiriko climbed to escape, and takes a deep breath of free air. Oh, it's beautiful. I want six more of these movies. I know. Well, I want him to take down the other eight clans, Amber. Right? That would be so cool. Him and Mika doing research, doing murder. Yeah. I want to see that. We'll never see that. We'll probably never see that. But we could just watch this one again. Yeah. Eight more times. Woo! Amber, there was a time um, in the in the movie, you said to me, Amber, this is one of these beautiful movies. And just as you finished that line, <laughs> a katana went through somebody's, like, the top of their head through their body. It's true. Just he chucked a katana at somebody. <laughs> it was a great moment because it is in the midst of Rizo battling in, you know, his old orphanage, a bunch of ninjas as things are burning around him. And I'm just enjoying the scenery of the embers and the shirtlessness and that he's got two katanas. He's yeah. just carving his way through these dudes. And like, this is one of those beautiful. And then he just hucks the katana at the guy's head. Shish kebab the guy's head. And Amber's talking about the beautiful movie. I just don't think I've ever seen a katana just hucked at somebody's head. No, it's really, really surprising. It was great. Yeah. This movie gave us a lot of those moments, those beautiful, beautiful moments for us to enjoy and appreciate and have an experience that that was shared and formative. Amber, given that... What would you rate this movie on the rock scale? Regrettable, outstanding, craze balls, or K? This is craze balls. It's a craze balls movie. This is a wonderful craze balls movie. I am I am shading towards outstanding. I don't know yeah. if it's just because it helped wash the taste of red nose out of my red notice out of my mouth. Yep. But I, I just I don't know. It just hit that I, I was a little worried about it. I don't think I've seen it since I watched it in theaters with my friends who I made go and see it. Nice. But I, it not only stands up, it I, I feel like I liked it even more. It's beautiful, Amber. And Soon Kang is in this. I mean, just in the beginning yes, is that punk-ass Yakuza. Briefly, yeah. But mm-hmm. d- fucking Han is in this movie. 
Yeah, that's pretty great. And Rain is deeply talented, and I wish he was in more things internationally. I know he's still doing stuff in South Korea. I want to see him over here. And Naomi Harris also needs to do more stuff. I mean, she was amazing in Moonlight. We enjoyed her in Rampage. I have not seen enough Naomi Harris. Yep. Agreed. Great stuff. Oh, and Sho Kosugi was, was great as Uzunu. Just yeah, so much yeah, so. gravitas and coolness. Yep. Megan, I like Amber. this movie. How did you feel about this movie? I really enjoyed this movie, too. Crease Balls. So fun, silly, stupid, mm-hmm. entertaining. Somebody winds up inside of a washing machine. We didn't even talk about that. Oh, yeah, that was upsetting. A laundromat knife fight just ended in a bloody washing machine. That was, that was yeah. upsetting. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Megan, do you yes. have a niece's story? I do. Um, so we were having some um, sandwiches. And um, so I made a, a spreadsheet with Abby so that we could uh, get people's sandwich orders. And um, we we're going around asking, you know, what people wanted their, on their sandwiches. And we were asking Maddie what she wanted on her sandwich. Um, and Abby said, do you want any salt on your sandwich, Maddie? And she said, salt and pepper, is what Maddie said. I see. Yeah, it was, uh, there was, it was, the the way she said it, it was just very adorable. And I caught it on video, and now it's one of those videos that I watch many, many times. Oh, it is, it is very good. It's, uh, sassy, sing-songy, exultant. Yeah, Salt and pepper. She really wants the salt and pepper. She's excited about the salt and pepper, and she's she's feeling it. She's feeling that funky, yeah. fresh flavor of salt and pepper. She is. It's beautiful. It's it's a good video. Yeah. Amber, do you have any recommendations? Uh, sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to mining local Vermont products. Megan. Okay. Yes. Laughing Moon chocolates. Oh, delightful. If you are in the market for expensive artisan handmade chocolate, and I certainly hope you are this holiday season, I would like you to consider Laughing Moon Chocolates. It is just down the road from me in Stowe, a place, a land, if you will, of many overpriced things sold to tourists. But I have to tell you, Laughing Moon is actually really fucking good chocolate. Excellent. I'm not necessarily saying it's like worth $6 for a little chocolate bar, but it might be when they taste this good. It is a great present kind of thing for yourself or for others, but it is extraordinarily good chocolate. I I highly recommend the salted caramels. I highly recommend uh, there's a chipotle cinnamon dark chocolate bar that is just, it's actually spicy and very, very good. I cannot recommend enough this place. And I have to say, they're also just super nice. That you go in there and you want to get an assortment assortment or something, they will literally walk you through. Or an assortment. They will literally rock you through all of the options. Like, they will talk about each chocolate individually, and they'll say, well, what size do you want? Well, let's get a 20 box, but you don't have to, if you feel like you only want 13, you don't have to fill the box. No pressure. I'm not going to upsell you. It's good stuff. And then they just, like, give you free stuff at the checkout for no reason. I walked out of there with two extra packs of milk chocolate and caramel wrapped pretzels. Also, their caramel is incredible. It's just a, it's like a lovely place that actually makes really good products that are a little, you know, I mean, they're very expensive, but actually very, very, very good. So I highly recommend going to laughingmoonchocolates.com if you know somebody who enjoys fancy chocolate. Check that shit out. It's delicious. Delicious. It sounds good. Megan, do you have a recommendation? 
I do. I'm going to recommend um, Jagged Little Pill, which is the Broadway musical. Um, well, it's, uh, uh, it's got Alanis Morissette songs in it, um, mostly from Jagged Little Pill, but there's also some other songs in there, and they've kind of like taken her music and adapted it um, into a story. And um, it's actually, Alanis Morissette also has a, a um, had a role in uh, either producing or writing it. I'm not, I can't remember. Um, but they actually, like, they hit on a lot of really big topics. And um, I don't know that I want to say too much more than that. But, like, it's, it's, it's very well done. And it's, it's, it's... Um, uh, uh, really kind of explores kind of these big topics, but in a very like nuanced way and, and kind of without, you know, I don't know. Again, I don't want to say too much, but it's very good. The end. There you go. And there's this one song called You Ought to Know, which, you know, is a great song anyway um that um the person who sings it uh, uh just it, it rocks it so hard that uh, it's a standing ovation in the middle of the second act it's great excellent yeah wonderful megan yeah amber good job you good job Thank me you. good job all of us have a good weekend this year let's let's call it a night thank you and i'll and now i always say you're a monster with what I always say. You're very much a monster. Which is eggs have no business dancing with rocks. No. No. You know what? Let those eggs fly. Let those eggs fucking live their life. You can't live a life of fear, Megan. Just because you can break doesn't mean you will break. And it certainly doesn't mean that you should hide away from the rocks you want to dance with. If I have learned anything from Ninja Assassin. If you've only had a couple of Taibo classes and a gun and you're up against ninjas and shadows, that doesn't mean you should roll over and give up. Don't be a fucking scaredy cat egg. Dance with those rocks. Get to know Rizo. He's a good guy. He'll help you out. Rizo, the rock, Mika, the egg, they danced together and made beautiful murder magic together. I don't like what you're trying to send as a message to our listeners, Megan. I reject it wholeheartedly. Don't you listen to Megan. You listen to Ninja Assassin. Dance with those rocks, you beautiful little egg. You gushy, gushy egg. Hey, Amber. Bye, Megan. <laughs>